Welcome to Better Roads, a podcast with Randall Bach, president of Open Bible Churches. Everyone has a story to their journey, and God loves to participate in those stories. Join Randall as he explores another Better Roads adventure. Dwayne Sayer is the pastor of the Open Bible Church in San Jose, California. And uh, I've known Dwayne for a number of years, and I've been looking forward to this chat today. Dwayne, thanks for joining us on Better Roads. Tell us a little bit about your family and how long you've pastored there. Thank you, Brother Bach. Um, I have been in San Jose, California for over 27 years, uh, married to my wife, Rachel, for over 32 I have four adult sons. Uh, my oldest is married and just recently gave me my very first grandchild, my uh, granddaughter. Uh, congratulations. Oh, yeah, we're pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, it's a great world of becoming a grandparent. It's a whole different world, let me tell you. A better world. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So 27 years, man, those yeah. years pile up, don't they? They come quick. I can't believe it. So, you know, what we want to talk about today. Dwayne really focuses on the, the call of God and uh, everyone has a story to tell and one we want to learn from your story. So now, you know, 27 years later, here you are in San Jose, you've had these years of pastoring. Uh, what I want us to do is kind of wind the clock back, wind okay. the calendar back to a time when you didn't know you're going to be in San Jose for 27 years. What made you decide to pursue ministry. I mean, did you, did you initially feel some kind of calling and can you talk to us a little bit about what that process was like for sure. you? Because I know it works different for everyone. Sure. Um, I was saved at 17 and um, it was a uh, life uh, altering decision in the sense that I knew that God had gotten a hold of my heart and that he was uh, preparing me for something uh, bigger. I just didn't know what, um, I, I wrestled with the idea of what it meant to be called for quite a number of years and, uh, uh, just learned that through that process that, um, I just had to trust God through it. Yeah. Well, what, unpack a little bit more when you say wrestle, is that, sure. is that, you know, is that resisting? Is that fighting? Is it, what, what is that? No, I think for me, it was just trying to understand what God uh, had placed, you know, what desire he placed in my heart. Um, you know, you talked about our relationship going back. I was just thinking back. Our, we've known each other for almost 40 years. <laughs> You're making and, me really feel old now. <laughs> well, the, when I was oh first saying um, you were working with the Bible College in Des Moines yeah. and yeah. you ended up coming to our church for a Bible College, um, I guess, a choir and I remember after the service, you were packing things up and I came up to you and I just kind of shared a little bit about where I was kind of wrestling with God and and uh, uh, just not sure what direction God wanted in my life. And, and you looked at me and you said, well, maybe God will bring you to Bible college. And I remember looking at you and laughing because I thought, there's just no way. There's just no way. Oh, you know what? There are a lot of things I don't remember, but I do remember that. And I remember that laugh at the time. But I think God gave me a witness that he was definitely working on you. Yeah, well, it was a five-year process that eventually led me to Open Bible College in Des Moines. But 
four four colleges later, um, I, I landed on your doorstep. So, <laughs> and we're thankful you did. So, before we go too much farther in this, let's just pause for just a moment. And in your words, describe for us the call of God. What, how would you describe that? Um, for me, it was a process. Um, you know, as I think about my heart at that time, I, I just really wanted to serve God in whatever capacity he wanted me to, to serve. And excuse me, whether it was ministry or whether it was marketplace, you know, I was just so uh, wanting to make sure that I was in God's will. And over the course of that time, that five-year period, um, you know, I, I, I don't think I ran away from it. I think I was running towards it, but I just wasn't sure of the direction, the clarity of it. Um, I just really felt like ministry wasn't for me because I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I was qualified enough. And I think it took God about five years for him to get through my thick skull that, um, you know, that this was his plan and purpose for my life. Um, two of the colleges that I went to, I only lasted a day because I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, I drove down there, moved everything in. And that night, the Holy Spirit was just so powerful. Just so I mean, I've never had a, had an experience like that. And it happened twice where I just knew I wasn't supposed to be there and God redirected my life. But I think that's part of what I was wanting to do is I just wanted to make sure I was just in that in that place where God could use me. You know, I think that's that, that is going to relate to a lot of people today, because I like the way you said how it wasn't that you were necessarily wrestling or running rather from God. Uh, you were just trying to find him. And uh, so uh, what I'm hearing you say, there's a lot of a discovery process involved. Exactly. Exactly. I think probably one of the, the biggest things that really was my constant was uh, his word. Um, there were a couple of Bible verses that I really held on to uh, that have mainly been my life verses over the course of my um, relationship with him. And uh, the, the first one is Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. I mean, that's a staple when it comes to just being obedient. And that whole idea of just trusting in the Lord. Um, and it says, with all your heart. Yes. And leaning not on your own understanding. Yes. Let me tell you what, I spent a lot of that time <laughs> in total confusion because I had no idea. And I, I just trying to wrap my mind around what God was wanting in my life was uh, that was a big part of trying to understand that that part of me, that call that he had uh, for me. Well, and, sometimes uh, faith, walking by faith is is taking a leap beyond that level of understanding, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were times when I just was absolutely sure that I had a different plan. And uh, and God, you know, the the thing that I came to realize, Brother Bach, was that um, I truly believe that God honors a decision made in faith, even if it's the wrong one. Mm. And when we're walking in faith and, and even when we're not sure and we make a decision, I think God honors that. But he'll he'll always correct it. And That's great, Dwayne. Wow. Yeah, uh, and in my case, uh, two different times again, like I said, in the, in the same type of a situation, God corrected me, even though I made those decisions in faith, trying to understand what uh, direction that God had for me. God had a different plan and a different direction. I needed to obey that. 
So God, so God knows the heart of his child, that his child is not in rebellion. His child wants to do what is right. And sometimes we get it wrong and he, he keeps working with you. Exactly. Wow. exactly. That's really great. So do you feel, do you feel the call of God? Is it like a one-time event? Can it change during your life? Is there a difference between like calling or, or an assignment? What do you, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I've never thought of it in terms like that, uh, but I truly believe that God's call is ongoing. You know, for me, um, I've absolutely been fortunate and blessed. So I've, I've been 37 years in ministry, three different churches for youth uh, as a youth pastor, but one church as a senior pastor and knowing that any time God could have closed the close the doors or the, the, that chapter of my life and move me some other place, but he's kept me here for 27 years. And so there have been times during that time where I wondered, okay, God, is it time for me to move on? But I, I think there were moments that even in my uh, 10 years of youth ministry where God kept um, my, my main call was the same, but the yeah. assignments were different. There you go. And yeah. I think that that was where I had to be obedient to making sure that um, I was uh, following through on what I believe to be God's direction ministry wise, where he wanted me to serve. Yeah. You know, this, this is about your story, not mine, but I would just in support of you say, I've learned over the years that God's call is constant but the specifics of that can morph. Uh, he may change the direction. And the, and the thing of it is, it's important for us to not so, um, uh, could I say, um, institutionalize his calling that we don't allow him to morph it. We, yeah. we can latch onto it and say, no, I can only do this. And God's saying, wait, I have, I have more for you to do. And it'll be within my realm of, of calling. So here's, here's a question that's going to ask some vulnerability of it. You've wondered if your assignment of you know, God might be changing your assignment, but have you ever been tempted to step away from your calling? No, I don't think I've, because I think my, uh, my call to ministry was so uh, powerful. And, and so, um, and it took me so long to come to that realization that um, I've always known from that moment that I made that decision, especially when I went into Bible college, I still wasn't quite convinced that God was going to take me into uh, pastoring. Um, but over the course of my three years at, uh, OBC Des Moines, um, God just really began to confirm that this is what he's placed on my heart. And, and in my heart, I just began to fall in love with the idea of, of what it meant to, to serve God in that capacity. And, um, over the course of, of my ministry times, I've, I've never doubted that because I've always known that. Um, this is where God has placed me. Now, as I move to my twilight years of ministry, oh, those um, are out ahead of you yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been just thinking about um, about how God's going to take that calling even more so, because um, you know when you when you start thinking about stepping back from ministry per se, quote unquote. Um, the the title of a of a pastor. I don't think you ever stop ministering, mm -hmm. and so I've been sure. working a lot in the marketplace as a chaplain, mm -hmm. and um, and knowing that if there's a transition from my title 
Um, it, it won't change my ministry, but it, it'll change, you know, just, uh, um, I guess, how I'm labeled or how I'm looked at. So I'm talking to a veteran of in terms of not in his twilight years, but I'm talking to a veteran who, you know, you've walked with the Lord a long time now. And so uh, you are the one who knows that when you have embraced the call of God, you know, you're in the center of his will. You also know it does not mean that everything will be problem free after that. <laughs> there are things that come along the way with it. So as you look back on your years of service, walking in God's call, what would you describe as maybe your greatest joy or joys? And then also, what are some of the greatest challenges you find from following God? Um, I would say some of my greatest joys are just um, when you're when you're doing what you're doing and God shows up and you start to see how God can. Like I said, I wrestled with the fact that how can God use somebody like me? I I I grew up in a, in a home where mom was saved. Dad was not, um, church was a part of our lives, but it, but it was more of a surface relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when I, when I committed my life to the Lord, I felt like ministry was more deserving towards those who were, you know, raised in the church and, sure. and had that, um, I guess had that, uh, connection with God that I didn't feel like, um, I, I could have. They had the pedigree and you didn't think you did. Exactly. Exactly. But then as I, as I started growing in my faith and, and realizing that God could use somebody like me, um, it, I think that's what brings the joy of, of just being in that place where you're, you're being used by God, confirming what you believe to be what's true anyway, you know, as far as knowing yeah. that this is where you need to be. And so I think that's a big part of it. Another part of it is, um, is just knowing that, um, that God's plan is bigger than, than your, your plan, your idea of what God can do. So the bigger yes. picture and, and beginning to see that unfold, not only in the, the local church, but also in, uh, in, in the bigger church, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, we've been very fortunate here in San Jose to have a, an amazing relationship with our community. We, we've worked hard for that. And we, we work within our elementary, middle, and high school quite um, uh, regularly. Uh, we get called out for help and things like that within there. Plus, in other areas of the community, we've been involved in uh, working with shelters, working with the homeless. And I think it's just seeing that that plan unfold yeah. as to why God called me here. And, and that's the big thing as far as what I've wrestled with. And um, there's been a couple of times where I was thinking, okay, God, now it's time for me to go. But God constantly reminds me, no, because of what we've been doing as a church yes. uh, outside the four walls. You got a witness and a confirmation. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Way. So, so as you said, the call of God is always bigger than what we can see involves much more than we can know. And I've noticed this about the call of God that when it's like when, when the big decisions are made in your life and certainly embracing the call of God is one of, if not the biggest, so many other decisions kind of cascade out of that. Right. You know, they, they just sort of naturally fall into place or maybe you don't even feel naturally, but but they fall into place. That big decision affects so many other decisions. So 
How did the call of God affect you and your other life choices, such choices, such as you've already mentioned the one about going to Bible college, educational choices and how you tried others and they didn't work. But there are lifestyle choices. There are choices regarding marriage. And talk to us a little bit about how that interrelationship works. Well, I think when you refer back to, you know, when I was going through my um, my challenging times of trying to figure God out, um, I kept um, looking at different fields of work, social work, um, uh, looking at counseling, looking at broadcasting, looking at uh, probably six or seven different fields of work that I tried to find my major in. And when I finally decided on going to Bible college and God confirmed that direction in my life, I realized I was doing all those things in ministry and how God was able to uh, bring all those things together because those were parts of uh, me that I would uh, want to do. And so I think that that affected, um, you know, not only my my preparation and my planning, my education, but it affected how I would focus on, um, like you said, all those other different aspects. For me, um, you know, I, I married a little bit later at 29 because I wanted to make sure that whoever I married had that same call on their life. And I was uh, so fortunate that God has brought me my my wife of 32 years, mm-hmm. who uh, has been my constant through the ups and downs of ministry. And without her, you know, I don't know how where I'd be today just because of the stabilizing factor that she brings, as well as the reality factor to bring me back to my senses kind of a thing. But um, but everything, everything I I do in my life, I filter through, you know, where, where God has brought me today. Yeah. And, and, you know, even a tighter correlation between those decisions. Um, you made that decision about Bible college. And as I recall, that is where you met Rachel. Um, no, actually, it was it was right after uh, graduating. Right. Yes. And I was in youth ministry. That's right. That we had a, um, a youth event and I uh, met her in Waterloo, Iowa. I met my Waterloo uh, at a youth event. <laughs> because um, you were the youth pastor and she was one of the people in the youth group. Uh, that's right. Right. She was uh, in a friend of mine's youth group in Waterloo. But that's a whole different story, Randall. So. <laughs> Well, God is good. And he brought all those pieces together for you. So uh, let's think about a young person today listening who, uh, like Dwayne Sayer, loves the Lord. And, you know, is looking at this world ahead, decisions to make and trying to decide what to do to their life. What what words of encouragement would you have them for them today? Sure. sure. You know, I would um, encourage them to make sure that you know, they're, they're healthy in their prayer life and in their devotional life so that they can hear from God. Um, I just would encourage them to just keep putting things out there, you know, not in a sense of a Gideon fleece, but just having that constant communication with God of, okay, God, you know, this is where I feel like you're leading me. This is what I feel like you're wanting me to do. And, and just looking for confirmation. I really, truly believe that God brings confirmation again through prayer and through his word, but through other people, you know, you were a, um, a, a series of people that God brought in my life that, that just kept bringing up the idea of, of ministry and the idea of how God could use me. And, and that was a big part of, of helping me 
kind of funnel my my decision in in the way that I went. Um, I would encourage them to um, to constantly challenge themselves um, in uh, in that call by putting themselves in position and opportunities for God to use them in that dynamic of ministry. So if they feel like God's calling them into, into ministry, then they need to get active in their church. They need to be active in whether it's a youth group or a young adult group. They need to be uh, looking at what God has gifted them to do and, and then be applying those gifts to, um, to how they're living their life and how they're making their life choices. So, so what about the older person? You know, the person who has had a direction in life and they have been, they've been serving him. They've not been running from him, but, and I, and I run across people like this who are feeling like maybe they did miss the call of God and what they had from, and they, they struggle with that, that I, I blew that, you know, and, yeah. and what do I do now? I'm established in this direction of my life. What, what uh, words of counsel would you give to them? Well, I would challenge the thought that God's call was a one-time deal. And, you know, maybe in their youth, and I did talk with one gal many years ago who felt like she had a call on her life for missions and, she ran away from that kind of a Jonah moment. Um, but I just encouraged her that, you know, God's God's call is irrevocable. And, and that if there is a call on her life that she truly believes is still there, she needs to pursue that. And it may look differently than what she originally thought going out onto the mission field, but maybe there's a different direction or a different plan that God has for her that um, that she needs to pursue. Um, I'm part of our district regional um, interview process for people getting credentialed. And yesterday I had the privilege of interviewing a gal um, in her late 50s that um, she's pursuing a ministry degree. Um, she's lived a lot of life uh, up, up to that point. And I think it was a molding process for her to uh, to come to that place where she finally recognized that at this moment in her life that God's preparing her for um, for ministry in the church as far as more of a leader, more of a uh, with a, 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 a pastoral title. And, and for her, it wasn't necessarily a call of God that came early, but it was kind of a progressive work of God in her life that brought her to that place where now as an older adult, she's, she's um, responding by um, uh, pursuing her credential, her, her license in open Bible. Fantastic. But this has really been great today talking about all the roads that you have been on and the most important ones in your life, Dwayne. And as you know, this podcast, we call better roads because uh, that's what we want to do. Explore the roads that people have taken. And uh, so many of the roads in life, uh, it's, it's, it's just like they were decided for us and we get to work with them. And there's some roads that we say that was not a good one. I'm glad I'm not on that road anymore. Thank God for his grace you know, over me. But then there are some roads when we look back, you've been doing a lot of retrospective, uh, you know, uh, uh, searching here with us. When you look back over your life, there are always certain roads, choices that you make that when you look back and say, you know, those were so vital and instrumental, even if it, even if it was just about your life, uh, who you are uh, before you even knew about the call of God, what, what would you say would be some of those better roads that you have chosen that have really made a positive difference in your life, Dwayne? 
Uh, the big thing was um, my wife would say choosing her. Um, <laughs> and I would raise my hand in full agreement to that. But I think, you know, finding um, a supportive spouse yeah. was probably the, the the best thing that ever happened to me, only because, um, you know, in ministry, there's a lot about you. You find a lot about yourself. And, yes. you know, I think for me, I wrestle a lot with insecurity going back to the very first part of my calling. You know, God, I'm not qualified. I'm not good enough. And that has a tendency to uh, want to rear its ugly head, when, especially when times aren't, aren't going so well. And to have my not only the Holy Spirit, you know, encouraging you, but to have your, your wife behind you just saying, you know, so good. You're, you're, you're doing OK. You know, just keep, yeah. keep focused. You know, don't throw in the towel. That's you know, right. don't you know, uh, don't jump off the cliff. You know, just hang in there. And, and to have that stability and that support, I think, is so, so crucial because, you know, when I'm done and I uh, leave my office and shut my door, I still bring stuff home. And, and she helps me to, you know, process all of that. The other thing I think also. Brother Bach is to have those people in your, in your life that speak into your life. And I have so many people that I look up to. Um, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for the other leaders that God has placed in my life that speak into me, encourage me, you know, keep me sane. Um, th those people are so important. So I'm, I'm thankful that I've been able to make good quality friendships and good quality um, relationships with people that that fill me and encourage me uh, during this journey. So I th I'd say those are probably two of the biggest things that come right off the top of my head. Well, great, great way to conclude today with a salute to Rachel. And yep. uh, you you blessed me today just being able to walk through the lane here of memories with you, Dwayne. And I know you've been a blessing to others as well. So thanks for joining us and being a part of this. This has been such a, a, an honor. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Brother Bach. And we thank you, our listeners, for being a part of us uh, in this Better Roads uh, episode. And we invite you to join us next time. You have been listening to Better Roads with Randall Bach, president of Open Bible Churches. Join us next time as we explore how God is part of another person's journey.